Hey there, friends, and welcome to Courageous Radiance Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Dixon, and I am so thankful that you are tuning in here today, that you're listening to the podcast, whether that's on a walk, you're washing dishes, you are driving, you have one ear pod in in your ear at work, whatever that looks like. Thanks so much for bringing me along the way with you. This is a podcast place for women to be courageously anchored. So what we do here is we talk about Jesus and Jesus all day, every day and getting anchored so that we can thrive. Who doesn't want to thrive? We want to thrive in so many ways, but we go about it the wrong way. So I am so passionate for women to be pointed back to Jesus. And if you're with Jesus, already living that life with Jesus, then this is a place of encouragement. This is a place to, you know, the the Bible says that we as believers are meant to encourage one another, uplift one another, because living is hard. Adulting is hard. I mean, like not just wearing the t-shirt that says it's hard, like legitimately, it is difficult. And we need support. We need cheerleaders in our lives. And I want this podcast to be one of those places for you to be filled and encouraged with Jesus and his word. I am going to start us off in prayer, but just as a reminder, this month is about peace. So one of the things that I was praying and just taking so much um, stillness time with God in terms of Courageous Radiance for 2024 is creating more rhythms. And this month, the topic is peace. So about that peace thing, there is a cross word puzzle that I would love, 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 love to gift five ladies with, with this abundant peace, 80 scriptures, 80 y'all. Listen, if you want to start ingesting peace, just go look at 80 scriptures of it (laughs) and then start it. What happens is it starts to take root. You know, you'll start to find yourself memorizing these scriptures. And that's really the point of it. I wanted to, you know, God to just be glorified in something that seems mindless, but that's truly like a brain activity. If you think of just, you know, neuroplasticity and how the brain works. So this brain activity mixed with Jesus, mixed with God's word. I pray that this saturates you page by page. And I want to gift five ladies. So head to the website, courageousradiance.com. Connect with me, reach out to me there, or you can DM me on Instagram at Courageous Radiance. And I would love to gift five ladies. So I'll be announcing that um, the Feb- on the week of the February 14th podcast, who those people are are who those ladies are they're going to get a free word puzzle book um otherwise it's going for $8.99 and I pray that it truly blesses you that it points you um to peace in your life so let's pray and then we're going to jump in God heavenly father we thank you for the gift of peace and we thank you father God that you love us so much that you have a beautiful plan for our lives God that includes us living abundantly for you. God, we just pray that you just get so much glory in us today, not just in the future, but today, God, may be glorified and may bigger and greater than anything that we're enduring. In Jesus' name, amen.
So I wanted to put, as we're just kind of wrapping up this month of peace, I wanted to put seven practical tools or tips just to really grow some feet here to what we've been talking this month on the podcast about peace. So there's seven, and this will also be a blog, also courageousradiance.com. There's a blog section, but I wanted to quickly go through the seven. Some of the scriptures I'll talk more about, but then again, you can head to the blog and read more as well. So seven practical tips on how we can truly implement growing our peace. So, you know, just to start with, our my mission statement, our vision for our family, um, rather mission for our family, is that we exist to serve and to glorify God. And we do that in so many ways. If you think about it, we're created for God's glory. That's really what Isaiah 43.7 says. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, we're, we're meant to do all things for the glory of God. So that, that, that creates a new lens, you know, a new color to the story when you think about your life. Because then a lot of the times peace is robbed when we feel that something is missing that there's a gap or we miss the mark somehow, or, hey, I was supposed to be a doctor and I'm not. I was supposed to have 10 kids and I, I can't have any children physically on my own. I've, I've adopted all 10. Does that, does that mean that I didn't do what I was supposed to do, right? So it's filling this the gap of what can be filled with lies and things to discourage us with the truth of the gospel. So we exist and the point of our lives is to glorify God in anything, anything, not just your profession and what you do to to get a paycheck that is in anything in your life. So number one, and none of these are in any particular order, but number one, everything, again, just to reiterate this, is for God's glory is is to have a God's glory focus, a God's glory lensed. So one way to achieve peace is what lens are you wearing? Are you trying to achieve the vision for yourself that you made back in 2015 or you're still trying to resurrect in 2019 or in you know last year 2023 you're kicking yourself because you didn't accomplish whatever, X, Y, and Z. So it's replacing that with the lens of, of God. You know what? This didn't go the way that I wanted to, or um, there's parts of the story that are great, whatever, whatever the case may be. But God, I exist. I want to rest my peace in knowing that everything I'm doing right now, nothing is wasted, nothing. And that I am going to have a God's glory focus. So scripture for that is that first Corinthians 1031, that everything we do is for the glory of God. And this author, Eugenia Patterson, uh, Peterson, excuse me, and this is for point number two. I wanted to, I'm really paraphrasing what she's saying, but she said that we need to regularly interrupt our preoccupation with thinking of ourselves. We are obsessed with ourselves. This is a self this, this is not her. This is me now. We are a self-focused culture, and I'm guilty of that. I have drank from the Kool-Aid. And 
And it's just incessant, right? It's everywhere. And then it's almost like if you, even as I'm, when I'm riding the Peloton and some of, you know, some instructors I, I really like, but I'll even like listen to some of the, the, the stuff that they're talking about. It's like, you deserve this and you, and you get your time and you and you. And listen, it's not that I'm necessarily saying there's anything wrong with them saying that, but if you start to listen to that and that alone, there's no there's no checks and balance, a, a different side to the to the weight there. You know, if you think about this weight and God's on one side and you're on the other, then you'll start to believe the lie that, you know what? I do. I am going to. It is me, 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 me. So when she said that, Eugenia Peterson, I'm like, that is so true. And again, point two is, well, a question, what can you do to interrupt your preoccupation with yourself? What, where in your day do you need to stop and give God glory instead of yourself? Can you create rhythms for that? Um, so Pete Scazzaro, uh, in his emotionally healthy discipleship, as well as uh, relationships and all of them, spirituality, he does these things called daily offices. And really he's resurrecting um, monastic Christianity. That's how Christianity started as a monastic lifestyle. You spent time away and you lived a slow life. It wasn't this whole big, fast, better, you know, um, more super high productivity just so we can get to Jesus. It was slowing your life to emulate Jesus. And he creates this daily offices. And the prompting is for two to five minutes, two to three days, Two, two to three times per day, just kind of depend on if it's the, the discipleship, the spirituality, or the relationship. Either way, the concept is that you're stopping yourself. Even if you think about Daniel, you know, how Daniel stopped and prayed three times a day. And I don't think it's about quantity, y'all. God, is this, listen, Jesus, this finished works since the cross. Like there is no legalism and I must pray 10 times a day for 30 seconds. Like, I, I mean, good. But why don't you just follow the promptings of what the Holy Spirit says? And a conversation I had with somebody recently was like, yeah, but I don't really know what the Holy Spirit is saying. So then my question to her was, when do you sit with him? And she really didn't have an answer. So I encouraged her, start there, sit with him, but don't sit with God expecting to hear an answer like that moment, <laughs> you know, that's putting him on our time schedule on, on what we want when we need it. So then it's still kind of doing what she said. It's, it's still then a me focus. It is, you're coming to him, surrendered and empty. Lord, I'm going to sit here for 20 minutes, whether you say nothing or not. And I'm, I'm going to listen to the promptings and it just starts to discipline us. So point two, interrupting your preoccupation thinking. That is a great highway to an on-ramp to peace. Number three, praise. Oh, did I give you a scripture? No. And um, that is Luke. I can't read my own writing. Luke 9, 23. Um, Mark 8, 34 through 35 as well. But it's, it's this uh, recipe that Jesus gave us to follow him. So to stop preoccupation with self, die, metaphorically, obviously. It is self-denial. So Jesus says, in order to be my disciple, you must 
deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. So that is a perfect recipe to stopping this thinking. Um, Number three, praise is a lifestyle. So I wrote music, friends, TV. What are you filling your heart with? This is so important because I'm raising a teenager and she thinks I'm crazy from planet, you know, that's not even uh, found yet. And the things that I'm, I'm telling her, I understand that it sounds pretty foreign, but, you know, then I'll even put scripture with it and stuff. And it still sounds like, well, I'm kind of do what I want to do. Well, we're really trialing this thing per this Dr. Ken Wilgus, who I swear he's our counselor, but he's not. Um, but it's so helpful with the things that he's saying as we're beginning to emancipate our daughter. I mean, she's getting older. She's almost 16. So at the end of the day, she's going to listen to what she wants to listen to. And I can't sit here and kill my peace trying to control what she's doing. So we really gave her a pass to, hey, if you want to listen to this to this mess, to this raunchiness, if that's what you want to do, and then five seconds later, walk into church and lift up your hands high, you know, I mean, I'm going to really let that be a conversation between you and the Holy Spirit. I'm going to, I'm, so then therefore now my prayer life is, Lord, go get her. Go get her, start breaking her heart for the things that she's listening to. So then that helps my peace. And then really it's, it's even helping her own, right? Because then we're not at peace with one another. So this music thing is so impaired. I mean, it is huge. You just protecting, guarding your heart is what I wrote here. Um, Proverbs 4.23, guarding your heart. So when you think about what's coming into your ears, what's coming into your eyes, you know, just your senses and its connection to your brain, it's so important that we guard that, that even though we think, oh, I'm just listening to, I used to say this, oh, I'm just listening to this because, you know, I like the beat. But it's like, but then it's it's interesting because I can sing all the songs. So even if I don't think I'm really like knowing it, knowing it, I do because I'm singing it. Like why? This is a digression, which if you listen to this podcast, hey friend, thank you so much if you listen to it a lot because you know I digress. But but seriously, H-Town, I don't even know the guy's names. I feel like I was like 11, maybe 12. Why was I listening to that? I, I was texting my best friend. I was like, why were we listening to H-Town knocking boots? Like, why? Why were we? You know what I mean? It, but that was, just, <laughs> I mean, it's no wonder when you look at, you know, the decision years down the line to have sex with a guy, because that's what we were saying. That's what you, I mean, so what you're saying, words are powerful. Moving on. Number four, these, again, the seven practical tips that are going to allow us to really flesh out and start getting on this highway towards peace in our lives. Practicality. Number four, what are you thinking? So this, you know, is kind of number two, but that was interrupting a preoccupation with yourself thinking. This is to stop bad thinking. So what bad thoughts are you thinking? Are you like, this is me raising my hand, even though you can't see me. I am hyper, 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 hyper critical of myself. I can do like, Like, I don't even, I'm not an affirmation person anyways, but like I can have somebody tell me how great something is, but y'all, if like a comma is off, a period, I'm like, oh, it will keep me up at night. Lord, the Lord is, listen, he's working on me. He's working on me. So stopping those, that bad thinking. I wrote down Psalm 119, uh, 11. Again, this will be on the blog, courageousradiance.com. 
but also um, Ephesians 5.18. So just a real quick blurb about that. I love Ephesians 5.18. It, it's, it gives an analogy of, of getting drunk. So if you think about getting drunk, um, maybe you've never gotten drunk, but let me tell you from experience. When, if you get drunk, you know, you're really under the influence, right? And, but then eventually you're no longer, give it some hours, right? Depending on how much you've drank, except, especially by the next day. But if you keep drinking, you're going to keep being drunk. Well, the same thing with the Holy Spirit, with filling ourselves with the word of God, with the things of God, it fills us. So this is not like a one-time wham, bam, I'm going to just go to church once a week for an hour and just expect to just be filled for the whole week. This is, this has to be a lifestyle. Um, and then the more we're filling ourselves with that, we can stop some of this bad, bad thinking. Number five, a commitment to be transformed. So, you know, I don't know, it's the beginning of the year, right? It's January. I don't know if you made some weight loss commitment or some work commitment to yourself or whatever it is that you're going to do. Um, listen, the same has to happen in our discipline with God. It does. Like, I, I don't know why spiritual things, like, it's just like, oh, like, it'll just miraculously occur. Like, I'll just wake up on a random Tuesday and I'll just feel like being disciplined. No, you won't. Like, you, so whether your plan is to run a half a marathon or to grow closer with the Lord, you need to pursue that with intentionality. You ain't gonna stumble on it. It's just, it's just not. And, and might I add, unlike creating like a weight loss or a marathon, um, the enemy, yeah, did you know you had one? The enemy is going to make certain that he is a part of you not stumbling on that, okay? So even more reason to be intentional. Although I do feel like diet-wise, I don't want to call it diet, but lifestyle, health, healthy choices. Listen, commercials will take you out. That is the enemy. Okay. Um, commitment to transform second Corinthians five seventeen. you know, it's Jesus or it's Paul talking about in, in Christ where this new creation, the old has, has gone away. Also Romans 12 verses one through two. So we're going to be transformed, not conformed. Number six, we're almost there to these seven practical tips for highway to peace in our lives. Number six, this seems very obvious. Again, none of these are in any specific order, but I got to say it. Y'all, friends, are you reading your Bible? Like I'm this, and this is not a question to, you know, send me a message, Brittany, I'm reading my Bible. No, this is you and the Lord. This is you and the Lord. Are you reading the Lord, the, the God's word? Like he's left us with this. You know, even if you think about Man, the people before, like what, the printing press, they didn't get this, right? Or people in other countries where this is illegal, they don't get this. And we just bypass the 18,000 Bibles at Mardell. And man, this is such a gift that we get to read, that we get to ingest. So yes, sit with the Lord, but also don't bypass that the word of God is the Lord's word. So reading our Bible and saturating in that, uh, Joshua 1.8. Last one, B, and I put this in quotations to apply one of the 10 axioms of emotionally healthy discipleship by Pete and Jerry Scazzaro. Be with God. Regularly discipline yourself to slow down, to get still with God. And, you know, if you struggle with pride, if you struggle with self-reliance, this is going to be difficult for you. And that is me. Um, because you think you got it until you don't 
right? And even when you don't, you, and then this is me speaking for myself, even when I don't have it, I think I still like deep down am struggling with, well, maybe if I do this, I could get it. So it is a constant self, like I have to surrender this to, to Jesus. Um, I catch it quicker, you know, thank you, Jesus. But this is, this is a lifelong process for me um, because pride and self-reliance are two massive issues for me, if I can be transparent. Um, Jesus emulated this, Mark 1, 35. So I actually want to read this one since we're finishing. Um, Mark 1, um, So it says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he got up, went out, and made his way to a deserted place. And there he was praying. Jesus, fully man, right, at that time, but he got up early. So again, this is not legalism. You don't have to get up early. I mean, you know, you don't have to, but I'm going to just tell you what I do. I do. So I get up early and I work crazy hours. None of it is the same. But for me, my, just to kind of share my, what I do, not for you to create a prescription from this, but just what works for me is I do use my morning time is my still time, my quiet time. And honestly, going through the emotionally healthy discipleship really helped me hone that and not that I've just arrived, but it really did help me even more to see how much I needed that stillness time. And I mean, I might read again, this is again, why it's not legal. Um, legalism, but generally, and then in the evening, that's when I usually study. So if I have more time, then yeah, I'll still be still with him. And then I study. So figure out for my husband, um, the lunch hour honestly works best for him at the office, away from the house, kids, me asking him one, one more you know, <laughs> task to do. So find what works with for you, friend. Fine. Don't don't make this legal. Make this be about Lord. I exist to serve and to glorify you. I am, I am created for your glory. I am going to do everything, everything to glorify your name. So look at it like that, and then that can possibly help you to look at this differently. So it's not about a check a box. It is simply about you glorifying God in your commitment to pursue him with full intentionality. And y'all, this is this is when even if our life is crumbling, if you if someone looks at our life and it just doesn't make sense, if our situations in our life are unchanged, that that prayer is still not answered. This is how we are curating peace. This is how we remain on this narrow road, this narrow highway of peace when we are creating these lifestyle these lifestyle, um, you know, ingredients like these these seasoning pieces to to live that and to experience that every single day, regardless of what's going on around us. And I pray that this has truly pointed you not only to God's word, but to some quiet time with Him. And I just pray that you just thrive there and flourish there. So I am excited to see you here again next week. <music>